Welcome to the Why It Works podcast, Job Gems Edition. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Chances are, you know at least one person who has lost their job, maybe more. It might even be you. Throughout our careers, we will meet many people who have suffered, struggled, and ultimately triumphed over job loss. These are their stories, which are a source of strength, wisdom, and inspiration. Do you enjoy having great ideas, but not being heard? Or worse, having someone repeat them and get all the credit? Are you happy to continue delivering great work, only to be passed over and watch as others from outside the company or your peers get the job? Would you benefit from being part of a community whose focus is on developing the interpersonal skills needed to elevate your career? Hi, I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and I just launched such a community on Slack called Unlock You. If you believe unlocking interpersonal skills is a crucial part of elevating your career, I would love for you to join us. Enrollment is currently open and free. You can go to www.connectioncounselor.com and click on the link to join us. See you soon. Hello, welcome everyone to Why It Works Job Gems Edition. This is our very first episode and I'm excited to share with you my first guest, Alex Smith. Alex and I actually uh, met fairly recently uh, and I was a guest on his excellent podcast, which he can share with you about in a bit. Um, And we got to know each other and I really connected with him in the areas of just leadership and and also specifically with sales because I was getting interested more uh, in how sales works and the psychology behind it. And Alex was kind enough to share with me some of his thoughts and expertise in that area. So gonna do this a little bit differently. I'm going to ask Alex to introduce himself and share a little bit about who he is. Not so much the company he worked for or will work, work for, but you know who he is, what's the value he brings, what's his background, what's his training. Alex, to you. <laughs> Thanks so much, uh, Joe, for having me on. This is really awesome. I'm, I'm privileged to be the first <laughs> of many, which I think uh, this is a great topic to talk about. Yeah, man. Um, I am... I'm a guy who, you know, really loves thinking about um, what makes people make decisions. And um, I, I really, uh, I care deeply about people and, and helping people. And, um, you know, from a young age, I was always, like, you know, super curious about, um, you know, just, yeah, like what, what people's worlds were like. And so, um, you know, that, you know, took the form of, you know, all sorts of different things throughout my career. I mean, I, I was the kid who, man, you know, at, at an early age, um, I, I always joke, I was the guy, I didn't fall into sales because, um, you know, at an early age, I needed to get that CD player. And at the time, for, for those of you millennials out there, in 94, the CD players were like it, a boombox was it. So, um, you know, through the Cub Scouts and everything like that, I, I, I went door to door. Um, just hawking, you know, hams and cheeses. Um, you know, so I've I've been doing this all all my life, uh, just kind of really figuring out kind of, uh, you know, how 
how people like to, um, you know, receive messages and, and, you know, just really caring and understanding about who people are. And that's taken the form in my career through sales. I mean, I think the greatest value I just bring to, to others in conversation is just kind of, um, you know, I, I, I just have an understanding strategy with everybody that I meet in my life. And, um, you know, it's, it's my father and, and mother really have taught me that, but, you know, really more so my father, he was, you know, he's just, uh, somebody that really taught me how to care deeply about every single person that you meet in your life. And um, yeah, I've just kind of taken that through my career. So yeah, really excited to, to uh, talk, uh, talk just about this topic today and what I did through, uh, through my job search. Yeah. I, I think that's a great quality uh, that you got from your dad to, to be able to listen to others. And, you know, you are like the exact opposite of what most people might think stereotypically as, as a guy in sales, you know, you're, you're, you're very laid back, you're not high pressure, you know, easygoing, you listen really well. Um, and I think those things serve you very well as, as I'm sure they have over your career. Now, you did have a bump in your career fairly recently. That's why we're here. You lost your job. What happened and how did you feel when you found out and in the initial moments that followed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I have never been laid off before in my life. So any of you out there that are listening that it, that's happened to, you know, the feeling of just utter disbelief sometimes, um, even if you, you know, you can see the writing on the wall, so to speak, it still is like a punch in the gut. Um, you know, the company I was with is, uh, you know, we are in the technology, uh, in H human resources technology. So ironic that, um, you know, I'm working to help people <laughs> find jobs and, and companies hire people and really care deeply about uh, helping people become better versions of themselves and companies be better versions of themselves. And, you know, I'm at a crossroads where I'm on the other side, where I'm, I'm <laughs> needing to use these things uh, that I was selling in order to find a new job. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, a quick story about it. I, I just have to say this because I think it's important to understand, like, just that when you say that feeling, it's, it, it cuts deep. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I'll never forget it. It's seared in my brain. 925. I almost use it as a marker in my life, uh, the day kind of, uh, it was just, it's a huge chapter in my life. 925, 19, I, I wake up, I go to work. I'm, uh, in sales, 130% to my goal. I'm, you know, already projected to be at 150% at the end of the year. I'm having really good conversations with clients. I'm seemingly having one of my best years ever closed one of my biggest deals. And, you know, about a year before I could see, you know, we, I worked in a very volatile industry where people were, you know, we, people were, were laid off. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of the reality at companies. You kind of just put your head down and just keep on going to work. And I remember being in the grocery store with my wife a couple of weeks before it happened. And, you know, my wife, aren't you concerned about, you know, <laughs> it happening to you? And mm -hmm. I said, no, honestly, because we were in a, a very small knit team where, um, we didn't have a lot of overhead. Um, we, the output of our team, we, we worked in a partner sales channel. So there was a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of like costs to us and we generated a lot of revenue for the company. So it was always mm -hmm. like, you guys are safe. And so we made it through a lot of rounds of layoffs, 
but yeah, you know, I woke up and, you know, I'm, I'm making cold calls. I'm going through a list because I was ahead of my goal. And so I was literally just, I cared so much about not just me, but the company and that like I managed myself and I'm sitting here making cold calls and, you know, I get a, a, a like a slack, a, you know, an IM from my boss. Hey, are you around? I need to talk to you at 12 o'clock today. So it's like, kind of thought that was weird that she was really needing me to talk. And then it was one of those calls where you just get on and within five seconds, you know, what's happening it was like one of those blindside you with HR calls. And then it was just, I read you a laundry list of legal legalese um, and know like, I'm, you know, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm prepping you for this. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to call you afterwards. I'm going to give you referrals. It's just like, this isn't you. This isn't, you know, this is us. It's not you. There's no reason this is happening. Right. This is just, you know, the decision we have to make as a company. So you know, seven minutes boilerplate, even to the fact where, you know, and I can say this now and just, it is what it is. I mean, you know, companies have to do this. And, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to like people that have to do this. Cause I'm sure that's not what they really want to be doing as people. They're just made to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it was kind of so hasty and quick. It was like, Hey, Alex, um, you know, what's your, um, what is, what's your address? I need to send you some paperwork. And I'm like, what do you have on file? I was so upset because I just felt that feeling of like, we're married here and you're asking for my address. (laughs) Serious. You know, so that's, it just is that punch in the gut. I mean, I was like on the verge of tears with my wife, you know, because not that I couldn't think that I could find something else, just that I had bled the blood of like the color of this company and um, just for it to like seven and a half years to end that way, I'd never imagined it. So it really hit me for a loop the day that it happened for sure. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Alex. And I know your uh, experience is is not that unusual in terms Mm -hmm. of how companies um, handle layoffs. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not here to say, um, legally or otherwise, you know, what, what, what is the right way to do it? But um, I understand like how, you know, you're, you're, you're bleeding the company's, you know, blood, you're, you're, you're going all for it. And for this to happen this way is, um, cannot be easy for anyone, even no matter how intellectually you might understand it, like emotionally, it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you know, you just want to be treated as a person. And I think, you know, the terms business, uh, business can be a cop-out or, you know, kind of, I think businesses think that, you know, the worst of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're, if you're, um, you know, if you're a company and you're bringing people in, I, I, I think they're family. I mean, mm-hmm. you spend more time at your businesses a lot of times and with your family, you're, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're protecting, um, you know, against outside competitors and you're doing everything to win business and to, you know, you, you put yourself on the line, right. For your company. And, you know, your company's paying you, you want to, you know, go above and beyond. And I did that in so many ways. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like you equate it to like a relationship. It was literally like, if my wife had said, Hey, Alex, we're getting divorced. What's your middle name again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but, you know, you kind of have to just pick yourself up and um, it's not, it's so not easy, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I was tasked to do literally that day. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, one of the interesting um, things I've been thinking about recently is that if you think about like our needs, right, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, our 
like you were saying, we spend so much of our time at work. It's not just our physical needs that get met at work. It's not just the fact that we get paid, which, you know, indirectly puts a, you know, food on our table and a roof over our head. We get a lot of our emotional needs, our, our social needs, our, um, you know, somewhat of an identity of, of what we're doing in terms of our role or occupation from work as well. So when that is sort of, you know, removed rather quickly and often unexpectedly, that is not something that's easy to say, oh yeah, just walk it off, you know, I'm fine. Well, to that, um, somebody I follow, I love and hopefully get to meet one day, um, Lori Rudiman, she's a huge HR um, guru. <laughs> I don't know if she'd call herself that, but she writes books and she she's a speaker. She runs a podcast and she's been uh, in talent acquisition um, off and on throughout her entire life. And she says, your work is not your worth. And yeah. um, it's so hard for us to really get out of that because, you know, in sales, you know, we think our numbers, that's it. You know, we're here just to create, you know, do our numbers or you're just here, you're here for your job description or you're here to produce profits or you're here. But, you know, we're so much more than our like jobs uh, say we are, but it's hard for us to see that so much because of the, the, the emotion and the time and, and what we devote to it. So it's hard to make that disconnection. And, and sometimes maybe we, you know, it, it, we don't always make it. So it's always going to be in the back of my head. People ask, why do you think you were laid off? And I will never be able to really give them a definitive answer. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. does me no good to speculate either yeah. because I, because it's in the past, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So this has happened. You um, are taking the time you need to, process it and and for different people that can take different amounts of time and 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 different sort of faces um at some point you're you're now your your reaction is over at some point now you're responding right so you're trying to figure out uh what to do next um tell us a little bit about how you responded you know what were the things that happened um along the way as you started to build you know from this point forward yeah you know people um people said a lot of things like, do you take a break off? Like, do you just kind of like take a breather, you know, try to just try to send yourself and figure out what you want out of your life. And, you know, there's some of that, but I mean, I'd never been in this position before. I, 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 I did a year before um, just started put, putting kind of like just some like backup plans together and just nothing really materialized, but really it, it, I, I, I hadn't, done any work in terms of building and like if I had it all back I I wish I could have had a lot more planned out before that happened Um, but it's hard to have a full-time job and a um, like a job search really right so Mm -hmm. like I'm starting from scratch so you know I did all the things you know just kind of I remember just kind of going through my I think the first thing I did was go through my LinkedIn contacts and just kind of put together a a brief message to explain what had happened and you know um, that, um, you know, I was in what I was interested in. I was, you know, I had this interest in in sales and, and in um, human resources technology. And if you knew anybody that would be helpful for me to know, please let me know. Not asking them like, hey, do you have anything? Do you have a job? Do you have like something for me? Just, you know, simply like letting people know in a, in a message and asking uh just on that high level, if um, 
you know, if, if there was anybody that they thought that would be helpful for me to know in, in, as I proceed in this new journey. And you'd be surprised. A lot of people got back. Some people wanted clarification, like, you know, can you go through my like list of contacts and you know what? I just didn't. And that's good. You know, I, I, it wouldn't serve me well going through a thousand, you know, 2000 contacts to make a list of hundreds of, you know, people that I thought could be somebody. So I just wanted to broadly and just see who, what interest would I get? Like, and then once I got that interest, then I would come back and say, well, okay, like, you know, yeah, let me take some time and look at, you know, who you're connected with and maybe, you know, you can make some introductions, but people were willing to get on calls with me, um, talk and, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And, you know, and then those were more productive when I could have conversations and, and then people were like, Hey, did you think about this? Did you think about that? That sort of thing. And then I just kind of got at it. Like I, I did the thing that most people would do and just started applying to jobs. Like I went to kind of like, this is a conference for human resources technology and just kind of went down the list of places that I would knew of or, you know, that sort of thing. And just looked at opportunities and just started sending resumes out there. And we had an outplacement service too. And they helped me with my resume and just kind of interview skills. But yeah, just kind of took the approach of just, you know, sending my resume to as many targeted opportunities as that, that I thought I could. And so um, it sounds like you had, had, had thought this out, you know, you, you, you drafted your message, you know, kind of thoughtfully. Were there any surprises in terms of the responses that came back or how people reacted to that or giving you advice or, or whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, in, initially I was, I was almost surprised about how many people were willing to give me just 30 minutes to talk, you know, just to, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause they, I had built those relationships up. Um, and that was really surprising to me, um, how many people were willing to just lend a helping hand. But then, you know, as it go, as it went on, like, I guess I, I thought initially that, you know, I probably wouldn't be in the search for, for too long. You know, I, I felt like I had a good network. I felt like I had a good background and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I, you know, I was kind of moving, you know, up my, I should say my position was a little vague to most people. Um, okay. I was called a partner relationship manager. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's a lot of vague you know, words put straight together. <laughs> marketing speak. So, you know, I was like, let's get rid of that. And I, I, you know, essentially what I did was I managed a partner sales channel. I was wow. an individual contributor with a quota, um, but my the products that I sold uh, were sold through a network of media partners. And those media partners I managed maybe eight to 15. And within those, there were dozens of, um, you know, named uh, accounts that were trying to recruit, retain, and manage their talent. And they would purchase our, our recruitment technology suite. Um, but, um, you know, it was hard for people to wrap their heads around it. So I kind of saw quickly in interviews, like I had to, when I was explaining it, you know, it's, it really needed to be concise. And even when it was concise, people didn't really understand it. So they were kind of asking for clarification. How'd you get to your number? All that stuff. So I think I was surprised at how hard it would be to explain what I did and try to translate that into what I was looking for. What I was looking for is to take a step up into more of a individual contributor software uh, sales position in, you know, HR or, you know, sales tech or something in SaaS software. Um, and while that was one part of what I sold, it really wasn't 
all of what I did. It wasn't a nice little package. He works at SAP or Oracle or a known software company for a bunch of years. So I think that's was really hard for people to wrap around. So I did get some initial interest. I had some initial interviews and then, you know, very few pro progress past the first stage, or if I get to the next stage, I was kind of competing with a lot of people that were probably better, you know, just on paper. So I, um, yeah, I ran into some, some roadblocks and then kind of the end of year happened and kind of people get slowed down towards the end of the year. And then it was just kind of like, you're back to square one at the beginning of the year, just sending out resumes again. So it was just in this cycle of send out resumes, you know, have that first interview, send out resumes. And that was just this vicious cycle for into the beginning of the, of the year, really. So I want to um, pick up on that in just a moment, um, mm -hmm. you know, after the end of the year. Uh, however, before we get to that, something fascinating that uh, about what you just said, Alex, was the concept that business and roles and companies and industries are so complex and they're so specialized that the jargon and, and the titles and stuff like we think when we're in our little silo, like everyone kind of understands. But if you want to talk to anyone else who doesn't know exactly what you do, I think you, you, you saw this. It can be quite a challenge to communicate in a meaningful, like short, <laughs> concise way what it is you do. And if you can't <clears throat> communicate that, then it makes it harder for them to help you, right? Because they may know like exactly what you do. They don't know what it's called, but they know, may know the president of a company that does exactly what you need, but they would never make that connection. Yeah. No, I mean, you could, I could tell, I mean, you can look, I have, you know, in sales, you have to like pick up on what people are thinking and saying. Mm -hmm. And so when they're asking like follow-up questions, like, okay, can you tell me, can you explain more about that? Like, how did you exactly do what you did or what did that look like? Or, I'm having trouble understanding even, <laughs> you know, you're like, shit. I mean, so, I mean, you, yes, you, you have to, I, I, I was doing a lot of translating my skills. And so I, I, I really kept it simple. Um, you know, I, I learned through these calls that I had to just kind of put it in their world and say things like, you know, when you have this setup, like you have this setup where you have sales development reps and business development reps, is that what you have on your side? Yes. Okay, perfect. We didn't have that. But what that looked like from our world was we had new media partners do that on our end. And I worked hand in hand with them. And that's how that looked. Um, you know, it, does that look like, does that look like what you have on your side? And, you know, and then maybe ask, you know, see if they want to follow up with some questions. Mm -hmm. But like when I was going into like a long winded description, you know, I knew what it meant, but people are just like, it was very niche. So it was, it was difficult for them to understand. So, you know, that, that kind of backdrop happened also when I did, I realized that I wasn't going to get there just solely on my, my um, job history and my resume. Okay. Uh -huh. And so I needed to kind of really have this, uh, a really broad networking strategy, which I really started doing towards the end of that year. And then in, in the beginning of the year. Yeah. So let's, let's pick that up. Right. So you, you did the initial push, um, you know, uh, you're getting some initial success, but things are not going as, as far as you would like them yet. Um, how did you shift gears and then what did that look like? Yeah. So like, 
even before I um, got laid off, I, um, I said, you know, I was at this place where it's like, I just, I'm not feeling totally fulfilled. I want to, you know, just meet people outside. I want to get into this, you know, more of this software and, you know, just my um, uh, SaaS industry. And I, and I started listening to podcasts really early on in uh, last year. And one of them was a guy who he ran a, um, a podcast for top 1% salespeople. Mm. So he just interviews people that are at the literally the top of their games in, in my industry and in, in all over, all over, you know, tech and just mainly B2B uh, sales. I, I fell in love with this. I, I, I was a religious listener. I, I mean, I, I um, you know, just devoured this stuff. And um, then he had this conference um, that he was putting on in October, um, this guy, Scott Ingram. And so I reached out to him like, I, I want to get on into this. I need to, I need to go to this. And my wife said, okay, fine. I never really paid to go on my own to conferences. It's always been through my work, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to pay to go to this. As soon as I signed up, about three weeks later to a month later, I was laid off. So I didn't know if I could continue to go, wow. but I said, now I even need to go more to just, you know, even make more connections. So, you know, I, I, I say one of the best uh, sales pitches I did was selling my wife on continuing to go to this conference. <laughs> um, uh, it just so happened that it was in Austin and uh, there was a bunch of, it happened to be the same weekend as Austin city limits. So, you know, think of your buyers. So we, we made it into a, uh, a, um, you know, a fun travel trip. And we went, we got, I, you know, we got to see Lizzo. I threw that, that was a nice little value add. Uh, <laughs> so it wasn't, I didn't make it just about me. Um, but, you know, that conference really, um, I met so many people um, that were at, the, again, top of their games and um, very active on LinkedIn. I wasn't really active at all in terms of posting content on LinkedIn or just, I didn't, I, I kind of was a passive LinkedIn user. Mm -hmm. And after that, I really just started to just ramp up. I realized how important it was to, you know, participate in a community and, and not just like going to this conference, but the value of what this community could be to me long-term and showing up for it beyond the people in it, beyond the conference itself. So I started writing articles about the conference. I wrote a review about the conference. I you know, would comment on people's content. I made a video about myself before the conference, actually. I made a couple videos and um, the guy didn't want me to get, <laughs> want to give me emails, I think, of the presenters, but I got him to give me emails of the presenters, not to sell them anything, just to say, hey, I'm Alex, I'd love to meet you at the conference. Mm -hmm. You know, I did that to a few people. I, I, I went up to people afterwards and didn't just say, hi, great talk, but like I met some of the um, presenters and, and wrote, you know, kind of really told them what their, their pre presentations meant to me. Ah. And, and what they did for me, what, what, what I learned from them and what I want to continue to do afterwards. So much so that I, I didn't really say this, that, you know, people started saying, Hey, what are you doing? I was there by myself. I didn't know anybody. I was, I didn't know a single person at this conference. I was there by myself. They were like, you know, what are you doing tonight? I have no plans. Hey, come to dinner with me. They offered to take me out to, to like go out to dinner with them. People that now I, I didn't even know, but that were apparently like well-regarded, like they had podcasts. I went on my first podcast from this conference. People put in the chat, anybody want to, you know, tell me your thoughts at this conference. I got on uh, with this guy to give my, this was, you know, in October of last year, I'd never been on a single podcast before. Now I, 
I host one, you know, so these little things. And then finally, like they brought one of them, they about 10 people had gotten a house in Austin and um, they went back. They had like a kind of an after party. They, they were like, what are you doing? Come back to the house. I'm like, you don't know. Really? Do you want to <laughs> come back and like hang out and just talk more? I'm like, absolutely. Like, yeah. and I didn't invite myself. They, they invited me just cause I think they got to, see that this guy is just really active. He's getting to know multiple groups of people. He's just a good guy. He's a decent guy. And that's kind of what I thought of. Like, let me just put off this decent guy, you know, who I am. It's not like a act. Just, just do that. And people want to be around me. And then, you know, that, that actually led to things I never knew. So basically all of those things kind of really kind of led into the end of the year and then kind of, you know, towards a lot of what really fueled the beginning of my progress in the beginning of the year, networking into the job. That I well, had. one thing that really resonates um, with me about what you're saying, Alex, uh, and I truly believe that this was the dynamic that was going on is, you know, and, and, and I take it first from your example of, um, of when you, you know, told people what their um, speech or presentation meant to them. You know, you were providing in a meaningful way, something that's very valuable, right? Anyone can go up to them and, and, and say like, oh, I've been following you and, and you've done you know, a great job and I look up to you. That's whatever. That's like table stakes for them. But for you to actually process the meaning and, and the impact, that's something that's really, one, valuable to them because it probably just makes them feel like they're doing a good job or what they're meant to do. And two, it's like valuable feedback because maybe they didn't realize that it hits people a certain way and now they're better informed and, and they may want to pull on that thread a little bit more. And that's the value that you sort of emotionally like connected with these people. And, and that to me is like what's resulting in those sort of invitations. You know, you're, 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 you're far too, um, it's far too simplistic for you to say that it was just because you're nice. It's so much more than that in my mind, Alex. It's yeah, that yeah. value that you gave to him, that, that emotion, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I guess, you know, I, I, I don't know if I was consciously doing it, but I was, I was consciously doing it not to get something specific out of it as a transaction, but I was doing it because I knew that, through doing it, we talked about this before, you know, just preparing for this, that you're creating this like web, you know, when you're networking and it's not just most people kind of network and they just say, Hey, like, you know, who are you? Are you in my industry? Maybe we can work together based on what you do. And it's just kind of this, this for that mentality versus I'm just going to like, just lead and, 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 and really emo try to emotionally connect with multiple people. And so they think of me, when I'm not with them yeah, and they know of me. So it's so much better when people know of you than when people know your resume or yeah. know um, just about you. They know of you and, and now you're starting to be talked about when you're not in the room. And, you know, I, I was just going to say the last thing and I'll kind of just, you know, end off with this and then we can talk about, you know, how I got my you know job today. But the um, the guy who ran the whole conference, I mean, runs the the. I mean, he's a pretty like just a um, well known influencer, and um, he wouldn't describe himself as that. But like, he runs a podcast, fifteen thousand uh, you know uh, listeners 
downloads a month on both of his podcasts. And he's a big guy, right? Well, I, I, I kept on, you know, kind of communicating to him. And, and at the conference, I said, you know, hey, I heard on one of your podcasts, you like to run. And I was just getting into running and I'm not like a huge runner or anything. Like he's like super into it. I'm just like, would you like to go on a run one day at the conference? Well, not this day, but I could probably do it this day. And so many people I'm sure could have done that with him. Oh yeah. Like, you know, he's like, absolutely. I asked him and he accepted and he picks me up. I mean, he had a super busy schedule, like super crazy schedule and he picks me up and we, we went running. We got to talk in the car. We got to talk while we were running. I mean, and like, this is, I mean, I'm sure people would die to get on this, you know, his time. And I mean, you know, it's, 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 it was just interesting. And that connection led to so many more things far beyond I, I could have ever imagined where that led. And I wasn't doing it again to get something. It just came back to me in a lot of really awesome ways. Well, you know what's fascinating to me, and you know why I totally believe you uh, when you're saying you know you weren't doing it to get anything. Not because I know you and you're a good guy, which are both true, um, but because you are dealing with people who are finely attuned. They're salespeople like yourself. They will know within a millisecond if you're insincere, yeah, totally. trying to totally. you know blow smoke. They will yeah. know. So it only. I don't want to say works because it's not like you were trying to do anything, but like like the 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 principle of, of the relationship only occurs or happens when it's with that sincerity, and you're not like looking for something. You actually are just kind of generally interested in like totally. getting to know people or doing things with people. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I I thought a room of top one percent salespeople, these guys are going to be you know top dogs. <laughs> You know, just the total Gordon Gecko type of, you know, like, I don't stink. High egos, high <laughs> egos and all that. And it's the total opposite. Actually, wow. they were just literally like, what can I do for you? I sat next to a guy who <laughs> he is like the chief evangelist at like a billion dollar software company. And I had no idea. And we were just yeah. talking about life and sales and he's like yeah come on my podcast like i'll have you on whenever and we went back and forth and he just got super busy and i still haven't been on it but i probably will one day but yeah, i mean yeah. he genuinely was like yeah like i don't know you i but you seem like a great guy and i want to help you so like just stuff like that i'm like man i can't believe it and and um yeah it just turned into some really awesome things later on uh that uh you know i tie you know that's kind of the nexus i tie it back to that conference you know yeah. So in just a moment, I want to get to um, how you actually did end up uh, finding your next role. Uh, before we get to that, so curious to ask you, um, were there any sort of internal or external challenges you had to overcome along the way to get to that point where you're like, okay, you know, now I finally sort of reached my next position? Um, in the search, you mean? Yeah, like either internally, like, um, you know, self-doubt or, um, you know, you're, you're not motivated or externally, like, you know, things are not happening for you the way you expected them to or people are blocking or, you know. So I have to get a little deep <laughs> with you. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, 
Um, you know, so beginning of the year, I didn't, I didn't get any um, invites back. Uh, really nothing was happening towards the end of the year. So I was like, things will pick back up in the beginning of the year. And they did. And I had one opportunity kind of progress to a, a bunch of different stages. And um, around the same time, in a, about a year ago, my dad calls me out of the blue and he says he has leukemia. You know, wow. totally healthy 79 year old man. And he's like, I'm healthy. Don't worry. I just, it's a marker in my blood. I'm going to get a bone marrow biopsy, but they're 90% sure I had it, have it. Well, you know, I saw him for Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, we had these beautiful get togethers and totally healthy. Nothing's wrong. Well, January 4th of this past of this year, 2020, it blasts. And oh. I'm in the unemployment line when you know, I get the call from my mom, get up here as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. I had to decide whether to do an unemployment training because I had to, to get my unemployment or go right now. Mm -hmm. My mom said, do your thing. You know, you, you can't, you got to do it, do it and then come up here. So I did. Cause the flight, I wasn't going to, you know, there was no earlier flight anyways. It just mm -hmm. was, my mind wasn't there. So I went up, saw my dad in the ICU. And so, you know, it's, it's crazy to think like my life is literally crashing down, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he was in a bad way. Um, he was only given a few days. Um, it, he ended, ends up coming out of it miraculously. Like with, mm. we don't know how it happened, not just with drugs, like people coming and seeing him. I mean, he could barely talk. He still had his wits about him, still had his mind, still joking around did a Winston Churchill impression for us. Um, just mm -hmm. the smartest guy you'd ever meet worked at the Smithsonian, but, um, you know, he comes out of it and, you know, even like, uh, I'll never forget this. I had to decide to go talk to him mm -hmm. or go to a final job interview with a company, a company oh. actually told, yeah, I said, I don't know if like I'm going and leaving him and something's going to happen where he, you know, something drastic may happen or I have to, my mom said, do your interview and come back. So I did it. And I had a company literally tell me, I'm looking forward to hiring you, like bringing you on. They said, you're checking all the boxes for me. Mm -hmm. um, I told my dad, I have it. We partied. He got mm -hmm. to hear me say I got a new job and every, all of this. Well, things kind of progressed in their plan. And unfortunately, like they moved their positions to Q2. So they laid that on me. Mm -hmm. The end of the, you know, my dad gets out of the hospital end of January, um, but I still don't have a job. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm lost at this point. I don't know where yeah. I'm going to go. I'm totally, totally lost. My dad is literally fighting for his life every day. He could like go and I somehow got a search for a job. Like, yeah. how, how do I, I can't possibly do that. Yeah. So like, you know, whirling around in my head. So, you know, unfortunately um, that job doesn't come back. And on March 5th, my dad um, lost his fight with leukemia oh, but he wow. actually didn't totally lose i like to say my dad he donated his body to cancer so cancer didn't think of everything mm -hmm. because somebody's going to study my dad's body and, and find the oh. cure to defeat cancer um but i say this because i'm totally lost at that point so i didn't like nothing was working like yeah. not not like sending my resume out applying to jobs none of that worked and then COVID, obviously COVID hits in the beginning of March, <laughs> triples whammy. And I'm I'm literally like, it's it makes no sense to even search for jobs anymore because no one's getting back to me now. I'm processing everything with my dad, the grief. Oh. And so like 
totally destroyed. So I'm just like, let me just lean in more on LinkedIn and my network. And again, what was work, I just, what did work in this whole time? The conference, networking, talking to people, people mm-hmm. are giving me stuff while, just by being me. So mm-hmm. maybe I give more of myself and see how mm. that works. So I started posting more on LinkedIn. I went from three to five times and, and I'm doing stuff like, po- I, I posted like really vulnerable stuff. I posted mm-hmm. some stuff about my dad's journey and, and what it really meant to me to have him, you know, how we fought growing up, but like, I'm so glad for the moments we did have, I'll, you know, please, you know, that I'll never forget that stuff. And, you know, again, I just, I would have calls with people all the time. And then around that same time, I reached out, if it's all right to say how I got my new job, if that's okay. Can I Yeah, go yeah, that? let's go for it. Okay, so um, like in the bit, sometime around March, it must have been, I think around the same time my dad must have been in the hospital, I reached out to this girl um, who um, Scott had, had um, singled out on LinkedIn. On one of his posts, he's like, Amy Volis, she's great. One of my you know, just the the best people to know, right? And I reached out and I said, anybody that he knows, I need to know. And I said, just, you know, I would love to to continue to follow what you do and, and that sort of thing. And then they had, um, she happened to host this huge networking event with lots of salespeople every Thursday night. So I said, let me, let, let, let's go. And so I did that. I went every week um, you know, just building up a relationship with her. She doesn't give people, you know, time, like you, you gotta, you know, really kind of deposit things for her. And I started writing and posting about this community. Mm-hmm. Again, re- I did reviews on um, every call we had because they weren't recorded. I did reviews. People started knowing me for these reviews that I would write on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then randomly, so it's, it's, it's kind of a fun, funny story of two things that happened. The first thing was, um, people knew of me at this company um, because somebody, one of their employees posted, Hey, I'm looking for some good things to do in quarantine. Anybody got some good shows to watch? I replied and connected with her. Definitely Ozark and Tiger King at the time. Here's what I like about both. I can only agree with one of those. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Okay. Maybe not Tiger King. Uh, We're all sick of that, but Ozark is amazing. But you know, at the time that was the big deal. So I'm, I still love Ozark. Um, but anyways, so we connect, we bonded. We had a call. We didn't talk about like what she could do for me, jobs. Mm-hmm. We just talked about, you know, kind of like where we were in our careers and and that sort of thing and what she did and, and that sort of thing. And I told her kind of what my story was. And she's like, I don't think we have anything now, but I'll pass me your resume along, one of those things. Well, months later, I was on a call with this networking group and um, the, uh, the, the person I, I, you know, it's, it's like, kind of like almost like an ask me anything. So I got off mute and I asked, you know, a question and she's like, Alex, you show up every day. I know that you're in HR technology. I have the CRO, the CRO happens to be one of my clients and he's also on this call. Mm-hmm. Alessio meet Alex, Alex meet Alessio. And he gets off and he's like, yes, Alex, great. Send me your resume. <laughs> and I send him my resume. I'm like, no way. The chief revenue officer at a company is, you know, getting introduced to me through yeah. a contact that I built a lot of goodwill with. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I start, you know, he passes along to the chief sales officer. We have a 30 minute conversation. He's like, we don't have anything um, open right now, but I'm going to pass you along down the chain to the recruiter. 
you know, have a talk with him. And then, you know, if all goes well, you'll eventually make it back to me. Mm-hmm. Long story short, you know, I, mean, I had to wait weeks for this position to come live. It wasn't live. It became live. And when it became live, I just started doing all sorts of groundwork. Like they were my sales prospect. Mm-hmm. So things like sending follow-up emails, I interviewed buyers, people that buy this software to to ask them why they buy and what they look for in a learning management system. That's what I'm selling. So I interviewed learning and development professionals to ask what some of their challenges uh, were in learning and development and what their worlds are like. And I made videos of myself, um, you know, uh, and uh, my interviews with them. And I sent them in to everyone in the company, like that I, like from that I had met sales and all sorts of things. And again, I could see people watching them videos, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I did a lot of that. So again, people knew of me, I had this awareness, I just said, I just want people to have this awareness of me to think certain things like this guy knows his stuff mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I even get to talk with them. He, he hustles. Yeah. And um, eventually that progressed into multiple interviews and to case study interviews and to, you know, eventually a, a job offer. And I started this uh, about two weeks ago. Um, awesome. you know, it was my first day and, and it's been amazing. I put a video on LinkedIn and I have just so much gratitude and thanks. I, I've, I've sent videos uh, the final thing I said, I'll say is I've sent follow-up videos to so many people that helped me along the way. Yeah. Um, in my search. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Uh, I know it hasn't been an easy journey for you. I mean, I got to know you uh, during the time that, that you were laid off and, and, and I was so excited for you when these things started to come into place. And, and when you let me know, you, you had found your next um, position. And it really seems to me, Alex, that, that your story is a lot of networking personal branding, just not being afraid to be yourself. You know, I know, I know this is an overused word, but you know, the authenticity, but I mean, I, I can really see that in the way things transpired for you um, over this time. Obviously it's never as fast as, as, as we want it to be, but you, you seem to have come um, to, your, to, to the right place uh, in this time. Um, I'm wondering, what is the number one lesson you learned that you wish you had known earlier? Mm, That's a great question. I think it was like kind of what you were, we we talked about. It's like, you know, you think about relationships and, um, you know, what the possibilities are with those relationships. Um, You know, like you're building up this goodwill. You're building up so much, you know, trust and, and, you know, if you think of it like someone has this pocket, you just build up so much of it and, you know, you're, you're in there and, you know, they they have a lot of things in their pocket, right? Like they have their days, their, what they're dealing with. Um, but like when you build up so much goodwill, then, you know, they, it's, you know, it's almost like they're, they're wanting to take some of that out of their pocket whatever they have, the value like that they can provide because you're giving so much value to them. Like every time I did reviews of this person's event, every time I told somebody what they meant to me, every time I, you know, wrote recaps to these conferences, I was building these deposits and these deposits of, of goodwill mm-hmm. where people are like, you know what, like, man, my work's being validated and actually like I matter 
and I have this like, you know, just worth. And I think I didn't realize the power of that, of, of that gratitude of what mm-hmm. it means to people when you give them that and how they're like the links that they, people will go to when you execute on that, like the actual links, like people, um, the guy, Scott Ingram has, uh, I, I, he, I consulted with him. He gave me a side pro, a side gig. He hired me mm-hmm. in this search. Um, Amy had sent, uh, you know, gave me that connection that sparked the relationship to be hired. You know, Sophia that I met with uh, from in uh, Docebo sent my resume along. These are all like anybody that commented, anybody that gave me 30 minutes, it was all kindling that, you know, really built this whole fire. And I think the lesson is, you know, when you actually are thoughtful about how you execute on your networking and how you tell people what they mean, and you actually, you know, the level of the, of what people mean, you actually, your actions match the, um, the emotion, the, the impact of what people meant to you man, like it, the possibilities are endless because people really start going out. Of, that's where, where you get into people starting going out of their way to help you because it's, you, you know, you've helped them so much. So I think that's, you know, a lot of what I learned, just the power of that. So Alex, I really got to thank you because that is such a powerful principle you're sharing about the goodwill. And at the same time, you've helped me formulate in my mind something that has been a mystery or a paradox to me for for many years. I kind of thought I understood it, but after you sharing um, what happened to you, I feel like I I have a firmer grasp on it. And that is, and we've all experienced this, there are certain people in our life that we have a certain relationship or identity with. And when we're in a hard spot, you know, we may ask them for help and that help may not be coming. And we're a little bit surprised. We're like, WTF, you know, I thought we were fraternity brothers, you're my brother-in-law, you're whatever it happens to be. And then there's other people, like in your example, who they don't know you from Adam, really. You know, like you're doing some things for them, but they don't really know you. You didn't spend four years in school together. You didn't work at a company in the trenches together. But they are actually sometimes going much further for you than the people you would kind of assume are in the camp. And I always struggled, like, like, I know there's a reason for this right? Like more so than like, I'm just a jerk. But like, I I know there was a reason why, you know, this might happen. And it seems to me that it's like, one type of person you're relying on your kind of position or your grouping with them, right? But you're not thinking about the goodwill that you have with them or the value that you have provided to them over the years or providing them now. And then you have another group that you're not really buddies or cohorts or anything, but you have provided them tremendous goodwill and value. And that's the thing that drives the response. Not that you're fraternity brothers, not that you go to the same house of worship or live in the same town. That's got very little impact, actually. 100%. I think you can go through life thinking you deserve certain things or Mm -hmm. go through life building uh, trust, building goodwill and then you really earn it and you know nothing is deserved i don't i don't ever want to think that i deserve anything and i just want to be me and hopefully that resonates with people in in a good way yeah well, 
thank you for helping unlock that for me. This will be an article and I will mention you in it. Um, so what is next? What, what's next for you? It's a very exciting time. You're, you're, you're in two weeks, like, like what's on the agenda? What's, what's next for Alex? Yeah, man, I'm in the learning and development industry at an awesome company called Docebo. It's fitting because it's uh, Italian for to teach. Um, Ooh, and nice. my, my uh, father, uh, will always be the greatest teacher that I will ever know. He's a longtime professor. Uh, and yeah, it's just really digging in and learning as much as I can with this new system and, you know, helping people love what they learn. Um, and companies really reimagine how they um, deliver learning to their employees and their people. And um, yeah, I'm just going to be, um, you know, learning as much as I can and, and really diving into this uh, new product and industry and the problems that I help people solve. And just, uh, I ended one marathon and, and now I'm starting a, uh, maybe a, a, a sprint or a, an Ironman, who knows, whatever you want to call it, but it's going to be really fun. I, I know that. Great. Well, thanks so much, Alex, for sharing your very personal story of job loss, uh, struggle, and finally triumph on why it works job gems. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. You're awesome. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. I have an exciting update to share. My third book, Unlock Your Connection, Feel Like Family, is available on Amazon.com. Using universal principles, we explore how to unlock more professional success by learning how to connect to anyone, anytime, anywhere. Together with Unlock Your Charisma and Unlock Your Executive Presence, these three books form the first segment of my Unlock Your Leadership series. To learn more, go to www.connectioncounselor.com. For questions or to inquire about personal or team coaching, email me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Why It Works. For more information about Joquan Joe Coaching, as well as access to my articles, videos, and podcasts, visit joquanjo.com. And stay tuned for our next Why It Works adventure.